0: Hello there, welcome to the Matthias J. Barker podcast. My name is Matthias and this is a podcast about mental health and moving towards what's meaningful, even despite hardship. Today we're talking about negotiation and solving arguments, especially those arguments where you feel like you're at a gridlock, where you don't know how to solve it. Maybe you've been going around the block on this argument a lot, like you've, you've tried several different passes at this and it feels like each time you leave more and more divided you leave more and more frustrated trying to get to the bottom of this argument and so this this conversation is breaking down a piece of the gottman method which is a which, which is a team of psychologists uh, john and julie gottman who created a method for being able to work through these gridlock arguments i'm summarizing a piece of their content here called the art of compromise and so if you like this episode i'm actually doing an event with the gottman institute which is super super cool um i'm like Kind of geeking out about it. I'm I'm really, really excited for the opportunity. Um, it's on May 3rd. I'm going to be doing an Instagram live with the Gottman Institute. Um, and we'll be talking about defensiveness. We'll be talking about um, how to unpack the hurt that's happened in the past and make repair, especially when you feel like your partner just is kind of shut down and not really listening to you. So we're going to be having a whole conversation with Elizabeth Earnshaw, who's um, a Gottman educator and a Gottman trainer. And she's going to be uh, kind of representing the Gottman Institute in our conversation. And it's just going to be a freaking blast. I cannot wait. So make sure to tune in on May 3rd at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Most arguments are negotiations. And negotiations between romantic partners are particularly complex because... Well, you have to like each other after the negotiations are done. And it's not obvious that just strong arming someone into compliance is actually going to lead to more intimacy or a happy relationship. Um, maybe unlike the business world or, you know, if you went to your boss asking for a price raise, the really the only thing that's in question is like who has more leverage, right? So if you have a job lined up and your job's really depending on you, then, you know, you have a lot of leverage and it'll cost less to give you the price raise than it would be to train someone else or get someone else and hire them in. It would, you know, you, you have more leverage so you win the negotiation. But in a romantic relationship, if someone feels kind of strong-armed into compliance then well, they can feel resentful and better and uh, it, it can feel like a breach in intimacy. It could feel like you're a part of a relationship where you're not allowed to be honest because you know you're not just playing these short-term games of getting a higher wage you're playing this long-term game of like spending your whole life together and raising kids together and merging your existence <laughs> into the same thing so uh it's a lot more complex because what you don't want to do is maybe have short-term games at the expense of like long-term resentments and so your style of negotiation your style of solving problems of solving arguments is gonna have to be a bit more complex than who has the most leverage, because here's what happens in romantic relationships: when leverage is kind of at the core of the argument, is it, it turns into like, I don't know, withholding affection or withholding sex or uh, not emotionally being available for the other person, not not opening up and being intimate, not uh, I don't know. It turns into these weird, like um, holding the relationship hostage in different ways, holding intimacy hostage in exchange for whatever feels like is out of balance. And so there's a better way. There's a better way to go about that. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. How to have negotiations with your spouse or partner or whatever in a way that leads to long-term intimacy. And here's maybe the alternative is you have to have a negotiation that maybe both people can consent to positively and both people feel like it's worth it. Meaning, you know, there's going to be compromises and points where maybe you're not stoked about how everything's Coming into place. But if you feel maybe a sense of personal responsibility in choosing to be okay with that, and that you feel like in the long scheme of things or in the larger context it's worth it, then then that makes sense. So let's let's maybe take the example of um household chores. That's a pretty complex one. And so the principles maybe in this one can can be worked out in a lot of different domains. But let's let's take household chores. Let's say that you're partner is very messy and you're frustrated with him or her that they just leave things around the house or when they do do chores, they, they don't do them to your standards or um, they just don't clean up after themselves. They uh, they look around the house and they're just sitting there on their phone but there's like dishes in the sink and there's stuff to be done and that just irritates you more than anything and uh, you feel like you're constantly cleaning up after them and you just don't know what to do anymore. Okay, so you're living in the realm of a failed negotiation. and. Because here's the reality is that maybe you've tried to bring it up with them. You've tried to talk to them about it, but they just kind of get defensive or they get frustrated. You get into these arguments that just don't feel like they're worth it because they don't really get anywhere. And then maybe it's followed by a couple days of feeling distant and weird and awkward. And then you're not, you know, being intimate or close. And it's just like, ugh, it's not worth it. So then instead you've kind of fallen into this passive aggressive, like kind of naggy, critical, frustrated, irritable thing. And that seems to not be having a positive effect either. So what do you do? Well, you have to find a way to have a negotiation where both people can consent to what's happening and where both people feel like it's worth it. So here's an example of like an intervention that I do uh, with couples all the time. And this is loosely based off of something called, uh, the arts of compromise by the Gottmans and the Gottman method. Um, I've kind of tweaked it a little bit. So this is kind of what I would do in a household chore situation: is Let's start by making like a full list of all the chores that need to be done in the house and uh and what you want to do is you want to think of like what are the things on like a week-to-week basis that you need to take care of and and so there's stuff like cleaning up after yourself and there's stuff like well when you see a mess you know clean it up but but those are really vague kind of principles that don't work themselves out into you know really consistent steps so so really think about it for a second what are the things that need to be done you have like you have dishes, you have laundry, You have maybe you have a pet and so you need to pick up the dog poop, maybe you um, have yard work, you have um, to clean the bathroom, you know, all, think about all the different things and write them all out on a list and then what you have to decide maybe ahead of time is what's the split of who does what in, in, as far as like, is it a 50-50 split? Are you guys both working full time? and so then the household chores are kind of a 50-50 responsibility or is one person staying home full-time and the other person's working maybe taking care of children or something and uh, in that case 75-25 seems to be a pretty functional split Um, I've seen people do 60-40 typically below 25-75 I don't know just in my experience it it seems when there's not maybe personal ownership in the household cleanliness on the person who is working full-time that typically kind of devolves into more and more frustration and more arguments. And so that's just maybe my opinion, my, my, my recommendation would be a 75-25 split at the least, but there's circumstances that are exceptions to that, of course. But uh, anyway, so once you kind of establish that and once you kind of decide, okay, we'll do a 50-50 split, then just do a schoolyard pick on those chores and really avoid complex, like I'll do this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you do this you know the, the weekend and monday it's like you try to avoid switching off and you do this week and i'll do the next week try to avoid complex you know before work you do all this and then after work i'll do all this it's try to make them as simple as possible because the more simple it is the less chance there's going to be an argument and the more like a particular domain can just fall within the realm of one particular person the less arguments you have, because then you're not coming home from work and there's dog poop in the yard and you were supposed to check before you leave for work because that was the rule and I had to go to work early and so that meant it was your responsibility. It's like, gosh, that gets complex quick. So what's, what's nice is if there's one chore that's in the domain of one person, then when that thing is out of order, we know whose job it is. And if that person consents to like, yep, I'm gonna be the one who does the dog poop and and, and really does like, like wholeheartedly, like I agree to that, then they can't get mad at you for, you know, I don't know the dog poop not being picked up because it's their job. And if the agreement was you're gonna do you're gonna pick it up once a week, you're gonna pick it up every day, then the expectations are set and there's not maybe room for misunderstanding of those expectations. So anyway, you're going through the schoolyard pick, You're gonna you're gonna like pick and and when you pick those things, they're not like permanent. You you can trade kind of as you go down a list. Okay, so maybe you know, you kind of get down the list and you get to dishes and it's like, neither of you really wants to do dishes. And then maybe you can propose a trade. It's like, okay, maybe I'll do the bathroom, the dog poop, I'll sweep and mop and I'll mow the lawn in exchange for the dishes, you know, and, and you can kind of negotiate in that place and make trades. And if you find that there's really, there's these stuck points that you can't really negotiate through, put them on a separate list. Okay. So don't, if if you feel like you're getting into an argument, things are getting intense, Just pause, put it on a totally different list, write it down, and then keep moving down the original list, okay? So get all the way down, divvy them up, and then once you arrive to this, you know, second list of all the stuck points, I want each of you to get maybe uh, two colored markers, and I want you to circle the things that are like a non-negotiable, like, I cannot, will not, it is the least favorite chore that I have, and uh, I want to do everything in my power to not do that thing, okay? So circle those in one color. And then the other ones where there's some flexibility, where it's like, ah, you know, what? I really don't want to do that, but if we could find a trade that made sense, I'd, I'd probably do it, okay? And then circle those in a different color. And then take a pause on the problem-solving, all right? And have a conversation about why those are important to you. Ask the other person, okay, so these, these ones that you circled in red, the non-negotiables, tell me why that's important. Tell me why you don't want to do that. Why is that important to you? And, and as the other person's explaining, maybe some other good follow-up questions could be like, Uh, who did that chore when you were growing up? You know, uh, did you, was that your chore growing up? What, What was that like? Did you hate mowing the lawn? Did your dad scream at you to mow the lawn? And so there's, I don't know, some sort of like negative memory attached to that chore. Um, I remember when Paige and I were negotiating, my wife, uh, she really didn't want to do the litter box and I didn't want to do the litter box either. Who wants to scoop poop? So that was like on our list. Right. And, but then she mentioned, she's like, well, I just, you know, we're trying to get pregnant right now. And and there's been, you know, some stuff online that I've been reading about like just the powder coming from the litter that's not healthy for pregnant ladies and, and I'm just kind of nervous about that and I just really want to stay healthy for, you know, if we get pregnant. And that made total sense. I was like, oh, okay, well, well then yeah, I'll do, I'll do, <laughs> you know, scoop the cat box. And, and we made an exchange and for something else and just kind of reworked our chores to make sense for that. But that's the idea is like, once you get to those stuck points, have conversations to explore why that's important. To the other person and the more you do that the longer you really spend in trying to understand the more it'll make sense and uh and you might find that those stuck points kind of like i don't know kind of wiggle loose and then and you can find out how to divvy them up um if you really find points that are you know just like completely stuck and you keep talking and it's not really working maybe just continue to put them aside just for a moment and find a temporary fix because i don't know maybe you it takes a little while to do the schoolyard pick and you're like an hour and a half into this conversation and it's like 9.30 at night and you're tired and you don't know what to do. It's like, it's okay to take a couple days to work this out. So find a temporary fix. Maybe let's like, okay, I'll do it for this week until we can figure it out. Or let's just put it off. Like we won't mop (laughs) for a week until we can have this conversation. It's, you know, there's, there's time that you can actually spread that out. But the goal, again, is that each person could feel like when they look at their list, when they look at what they have, that they feel some personal ownership that, yep, I chose this, this is what I wanted to do, and I'm okay with that. And so when they're fatigued to have to go do the dishes again, they're not mad at their partner for making them do it because they don't feel strong-armed into it. They don't feel like they were made to do anything. They chose to do that. And uh, so then they're not irritated at the partner for, for that. And then um, another sense is that both people feel like, you know, they it's worth it. Like, like uh, I don't like cleaning the litter box, but it's worth it because, you know, my wife's pregnant right now. and. And uh, yeah, I don't want her to feel sick. And so I'm not, again, I'm not like mad at my wife or feel like I was manipulated or, da, da, you know, like there's no like bad will because yeah, it's, it's worth it. And even though I'm not stoked on it, even though it's not my favorite, I, I do it because I agreed to it, right? Consented and it's worth it. And so another thing to think about is usually these lists kind of change and flex, you know, over periods of like three to six months. And so it's a good idea to like renegotiate you know, every six months to a year and just be like, okay, how has that been? Like, okay, I've been doing dishes and you've been cleaning the bathroom and doing the laundry. Does that feel out of balance to you? Do you feel frustrated? Because the goal is that at all times, you know, the negotiation feels like, okay, I, I, this negotiation, the way we're organizing this isn't causing distance between me and you. It isn't causing resentment between me and you. I feel like I, I can be honest. And so that's, That's kind of a skill that I use, that's an activity that I use for the chores, but I mean, think, that could be be used in all sorts of different situations. When you're trying to negotiate, when you're trying to figure out how to solve an argument where both people are like at each other's necks, like trying to figure something out, pause and maybe look at the whole activity and then divvy up what is negotiable and non-negotiable and try to understand why are the non-negotiables so important to you? And the more you can have a deep and and have depth in that understanding of why it's important to that other person, the more those kind of unsolvable arguments tend to wiggle loose and, and you find a solution. And also have some patience that it might take time. And that's okay. All right. Hey, happy Friday. Hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you next week.